0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gow Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Houston, a Gow Media station. My friends are is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman
1: And we are back on The Blitz hour number 2 713-780 ESPN is your number 713-780-3776 You can also get us on The Blitz Facebook page Find The Blitz click like You're good to go There's Twitter at Fred Fowler F-A-O-U-R at AJ is the real, at Aaron is blitzed, at Degenerates975. You can text the show, you know the number for that. You can watch AJ and Aaron on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And uh, I'm still on Rona lockdown, so broadcasting from home, but completely fine, just uh, waiting for the
2: next test to be done. And if you missed block. it, I am Rona negative yeah. as of like 3 o'clock.
1: That's, uh, you know what? You, that, that probably felt pretty good because. I have to admit, there's nothing worse than you've been waiting on this test result, waiting on this test result, and you finally got it, and it's got the red positive. You're like, really? Come on, man! Yeah, like, I, I, I had one day where I felt bad. I didn't. Have it, I haven't had
2: any symptoms, but I was just like, man, enough people around me have had it. I better just go get checked out. So,
1: yeah, well, that's smart because I mean, it's it's like I was, uh, it's like the analogy I made last week. It's like I feel like the center of the dartboard, and there's darts landing all around me. And you, you just don't want one to, to nick you, and apparently one got me. And well, I think I'm you. immune,
2: is what it must be.
1: Well, I hope I am now, once this is over with, and then, um, you know, I'll, I'll be done with it. But, uh, you yeah, know, we don't know. It's You know how this this stuff is. It's like, now there's another strain in England and everything else, so who knows. But, uh, well, that's why I, I'm
2: not it, going to England.
1: <laughs> well, I, I won't be for a while. But, uh, you know, it, it's... Uh, hopefully i'll get a negative test here in the next couple days and get back in studio and all good but until then i'm more than happy to broadcast from home so uh let's go over the rest of the games from uh sunday because there's a lot of them that uh were pretty damn interesting and then there were a lot of donkey games that meant nothing but that's week 17 right i before we get to that i gotta say i was against the extra teams in the playoffs I don't think I am now
2: because... You're, you're really glad that the Bears and the Colts made it? They're game changers uh, for you?
1: Well, it's not so much that it was the Bears and the Colts because that's oversimplifying it because it came down to there were so many possible scenarios going into this week where the Dolphins could have got you. I mean, yeah. And, and do you really think the Colts have no chance against the Bills? Yes. I don't know about that. But uh, anyway... We'll uh, start with the Bills, 56-26 over the Dolphins, and uh, they knocked the Dolphins out of the playoffs. And of course, Dolphin fans are already wanting to get rid of Tua now after that. But you might want to look at the fact the other side of the other side of the ball that the Bills are a pretty damn good team.
2: The Bill, if I mean, if Josh Allen played the entire game, they would have scored a hundred. I, I mean, he was having his way completely. Like, so the 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 Dolphins were going to kick a field goal just inside the two minute warning. They got to like third and nine, something like that. And the Bills called a timeout, even though it was inside the two-minute warning. They were like, you know what, we're going to get the ball back. And sure enough, Josh Allen went down and scored one more time. Not only did he go down and score, he scored so fast that the Dolphins got the ball back, went three and out, and punted to him again. And then they took a knee with like 12 seconds left. I was but, like, man, maybe they should have gone and scored one more.
1: Yeah, well, they scored enough. They didn't, they didn't need to, but... uh uh, Ravens beat the Bengals 38-3. That's another team I don't think you want to uh, you want to see in the postseason.
2: Yeah, the Ravens playing. it. I mean, listen, the Ravens in the middle of the season had a bunch of COVID-related garbage happen to them, and it cost them a bunch of games. And now they're starting to get healthy. They're starting to get right. Yeah, the Ra- the Ravens aren't a team that I'm looking forward to, to running into. That, that Ravens-Titans matchup is extremely intriguing because that's two teams playing good football right now, two teams that run the ball well. Uh, so they're built for, for January. They're, bu- they're built for this time of year. Uh, that's going to be a good game.
1: Yeah, I think that's the best AFC matchup. We'll, uh, we'll get to those in a bit. Browns finally – congratulations, Browns fan. You finally made it. Uh, not without a sweat, though. They had the Steelers – they had to fade a two-point conversion at the end of the game to, to win, but the uh, Browns finally get in.
2: Yeah, uh, and th- – you know, I, I would say I like the Browns as a team that could potentially upset the Steelers because I, I'm looking for any chance to fade the Steelers. But Steelers almost beat the, beat the Browns with freaking Mason Rudolph playing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, that that that's a bad first round matchup. Like that, I don't I don't think either one of those teams has a chance in the second round.
1: Uh, well, one of them's getting there. Vikings, uh, Lions. Who cares? Thirty-seven, thirty-five. Vikings. Patriots-Jets, who cares? 28-14 Patriots. Uh, Giants-Cowboys. Boy, the uh, Cowboys had every opportunity here. And, you know, interception late. And then it looked like Gallman fumbled the ball and they were going to get it back. And turns out that the upon review, he held on to it. And the Giants win and then start whining like hell because the Eagles suck and couldn't beat the Redskins.
2: The Giants won six games. Does anybody feel bad for them not getting in the playoffs? No. This happens all the time this time of year. There are teams who don't play their starters. It's not a big deal. So the fact that the, the Giants are like screaming about this and really there's a bunch of teams or a bunch of fans upset about the Eagles not putting their their best roster on the field. Like, What incentive do they have to put their best roster out there? And why is it why is it okay for the Steelers and and these other teams that are like are the uh, the Chiefs to sit their starters, but not okay for the the Eagles? That doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, let, let's skip to that game, which by the way, uh, Washington covering the two and a half on the, our site allowed me to win the uh, overall season thing on our pool.
2: Congratulations! But
1: uh, uh, but you know what. Was it really that ridiculous to take out Jalen Hurts, who was having a really bad game, and it just missed a wide open guy in the end zone? Uh, to find out what you have in Nick Sudfeld? Well,
2: we uh, Nate Sudfeld. That like Nate you don't even Feldfeld. know his name. That's the problem. They know what they have. That guy's been there for a couple years. They know he's terrible. There, there was when they put him in. They basically said we have no chance of winning this game. That's what they were resigned to. And uh, like me, as someone who. Took that game, and it was like, okay, it was minus six and a half. And the the total, I want to say, was like 40, 40 and a half. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll do my uh, my teaser. I'll, I'll take the Redskins and the, uh, or excuse me, the football team. The football team. And the and the over. Because, I mean, let's face it, this Eagles secondary is a bunch of hobos. Uh, they're, 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 there's going to be some points scored. And then, as soon as they, they put Nate Sudfeld in the game, I said, Oh, boy, they're done scoring points today. They're done. And they were. I mean, it, so it, they know that that guy's terrible. He's one of the worst. He has no business in the NFL, honestly. Like, whenever the. Uh, what, what's that? The Roughnecks. Whenever the Roughnecks start back up, when The Rock gets the XFL up and pumping again, like, he should get Nate Sudfeld to be a backup quarterback somewhere because he doesn't belong in the NFL.
1: Well, I, I have no problem with how they handled it and you know frankly you're a six-win team you shouldn't be whining and you know the at least the division was won by a seven-win team instead of a six-win team so as bad as it looks it could have been worse Buccaneers crush the Falcons 44-27 that also a very uh, interesting matchup that we'll get to a little bit later in the show but uh, Tom Brady with another big game
2: yeah, it's hard to say that they. I mean, at the end of the game, it looks like a blowout, but that game was pretty close for for a good chunk of it. So yeah. Uh, but the 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 Bucks pulled away, and they they were a, the Bucks were a tease piece for me this week because you knew they needed to win, and they were willing to go. They they nobody wanted to be. Everybody was aiming for that five seed. Right. So that that's and that they knew it. So they they kept their starters in. They did things the right way.
1: Packers beat the Bears 35-16. This is another one that was close to the fourth quarter, but uh Aaron Rodgers I think probably solidified the MVP.
2: Yeah, I, I mean you knew what you knew what wasn't going to happen. You knew Mitch Trubisky wasn't going to beat Aaron Rodgers. Like it, that just wasn't going to happen in that situation. Uh as long as the Packers had something on the line and they did and they got the, the one seed and it's going to be they're they're going to be a tough out. It's going to be tough for any NFC team to go in there to Lambeau and beat that team.
1: Raiders beat the Broncos 32-31 in a game that was entertaining, and we talked about it earlier. Gruden went for two to win the game, and he did. So other than that, it didn't mean anything. Uh, Colts beat the Jags. Well,
2: when you're John Gruden, you've got all the job security in the world. Yeah. I mean, you can do things like that. I wonder if if the roles were reversed, would Anthony Lynn have done the same thing? I don't know. Of course, now it doesn't matter because Anthony Lynn's fired, but even yesterday there were people like, oh, they shouldn't fire Anthony Lynn. So maybe if they win... They may, I, don't, I don't know what happens.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, I'm pretty sure the Broncos would have done the same thing. It's like we talked about. There's no point in going to overtime when you're the Raiders and the Broncos in the state league yep. uh, season. Colts beat the Jaguars 28-14. And, boy, you got an update on that about every five seconds during the Texans game yesterday.
2: <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, but and-
1: I, I, I feel for for Jag better, who got uh, less, fewer than 14 points because – you probably should have covered. but
2: Yeah, in- but you know what? That's also Jag better who bet on Monday. I got, four, right. I got 14 and a half, and I, I was still short like a point or a point and a half on closing line value. I think it closed at 16. So, I mean, you, you had a second chance to buy into that thing. You, you got it in a bad number.
1: Chargers beat the Chiefs 38-21. Anthony Lynn fired. Not much to say about that other than they've got a quarterback there and a pretty good roster. Yeah. Uh, Rams beat the Cardinals eighteen to seven. Cardinals do not make the playoffs. It was uh, interesting seeing uh, former CFL quarterback Chris Streveler out there uh, mm-hmm. winging it for the Cardinals. He was not good. He wasn't that great in the CFL, to be
2: honest. Uh, it's funny that DeAndre Hopkins not making the playoffs. Like the Texans fans know that their team sucks and they're angry that De- that uh, DeAndre got traded, but then as soon as DeAndre like makes a laughy face about the uh the Texans not making the playoffs Everybody's like oh you didn't make it either you suck too bud
1: yeah well he he maybe shouldn't have made fun of it because they looked like they were going to the playoffs up until the last month of the season Um, Seahawks yeah yeah well who knows maybe we'll get another hothead and you know, they'll, maybe they'll hire Josh McDaniels and we'll have the whole thing all over again, AJ. Uh, Seahawks beat the 49ers. 49ers, another team that hasn't quit. Uh, got to give them some credit. Their 6-10 and 10 looks a lot better than a lot of teams. That
2: is going to end up being one of my worst bets or my one of my worst beats of the year because I took under 46 in that game. Ow. It was 9-6 to six going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, you got to be kidding me. And Kyle Shanahan, like, calling timeouts to make sure he gets the meaningless touchdown in at the end to really stick it to me. (laughs) Awful. It's funny, the Seahawks, the Seahawks who, early in the season, they were all offense, their defense sucked. Now it's like, well, all of a sudden their defense is pretty good and their offense is really questionable. I I don't know what to think of the Seahawks.
1: Saints uh, beat the Panthers 33-7 without a running back basically. They had to use Ty Montgomery and Taysom Hill to run the football. What do you
2: mean, Taysom Hill's not a running back? How dare you? <laughs> Taysom Hill—he's whatever you want him to be.
1: He's the greatest player ever, AJ. All right. Well, uh, the uh, next uh, next segment, we'll look at these playoff matchups. Yeah.
2: Well, I want to look at the, I want to look at the uh, the college games from the weekend, and we've got a call on the line. He wants to talk about the uh, the game this last weekend. I wanted to get into those playoff matchups between Bama, Notre Dame, and Clemson, Ohio State. If you're up for that.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, we'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5.
0: This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five and on ESPN ninety two five live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman, and we're back
1: on the Blitz. Happy Monday, everybody! Hope you had a great uh, uh, New Year's and a great weekend, and a lot of a uh, lot of sport. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the college football, and I know you wanted to get to that. So, uh,
2: yeah. I mean, we'll we'll start with the the game that you know we kind of knew wasn't going to be competitive. Notre Dame and Alabama went about how we thought it would, except for Alabama took their foot off the gas a little bit at the end of that thing. But they could, I mean, they could have scored. They they could have named their number, uh, and they they made Notre Dame look like we kind of expected Notre Dame to look. And Notre Dame and Oklahoma. Their reputation is not going away of teams that every time they get in these games, they, they just, they're basically cannon fodder for the the Clemsons and the Bamas and the Ohio States, the, the, the teams that, and I think it's almost safe to say now those three programs, those are the blue blood programs in this country right now. Like there's, I don't know if there's any other ones. I I, I mean that, you know, year in and year out, those teams are going to compete for a title. It's pretty much those three. Uh Oklahoma's probably the next closest, but they, they just can't compete uh when they, when they get in that playoff. So uh Notre Dame got what we expected him to get. The the Clemson Ohio State game I think surprised some people. I, I was I was uh on Ohio State plus seven and a half. I like the number. I I said last week my number on that game was one and a half. So seven and a half just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I thought Clemson might still win. I didn't, think they'd, I didn't think they'd win by seven and a half points. And, you know, those teams came out. And they matched, matched scores for a little while. And eventually, Clemson stopped matching scores. And Ohio State just kept kept going, kept going, kept going. We said in that Notre Dame game, man, there's some real questions about this Clemson defense. And Ohio State found a way to expose them. So, uh, you know, I, I still, my, my beef with Ohio State getting in had very little to do with what I think of them as a team. I think I made that clear all along, and I, obviously if I have them ranked or rated a point and a half lower than Clemson, who was number two in my ratings, I have them rated as the third best team. I knew they were good. I just didn't think they deserved to be there. And they go out there, and, and they made sure that everybody knows, hey, whether we deserve to be here or not, we won, and, and we're here. So now you need to be, you need to be uh, paying attention to us. So uh, impressive showing for Ohio State.
1: Yeah, I was with you. I thought that was too many points, uh, and that's... uh, I was surprised that they won as well as they did, but, you know, not... I've said this all year. Clemson's defense isn't the Clemson defense we're used to seeing, and I thought that got exposed a little bit, and yeah, I I had no problem with them getting in. My beef was with Notre Dame, but give me a team that would have been competitive with Alabama. I I don't think it mattered who was fourth, and... uh, Hey, they covered. There's that, but yeah, I I, uh, I I don't know if they got the right four, but I I do think that it wouldn't have mattered who the fourth team was. Agreed. So and and, and, and all the,
2: the the teams that were options, Cincinnati lost to Georgia, uh, Texas A and M. I mean, the final score is very deceptive of what that game was between Texas A and M and North Carolina. That was a coin flip game. So it. it you're right. It didn't matter. And to to my discredit, I'd been saying this was a year where it seemed like there were two teams that belonged and that was that. And Ohio State made sure that, no, there there are three. Yeah, and
1: I think, uh, you know, looking ahead, I think you've got what the two best teams. I, I, I don't know that Ohio State can compete with Alabama. I don't know that anybody could this year, uh, especially especially as their defense has rounded into form over the last uh, – month i think that's that's been a big difference for them and uh they got uh, they got their offensive coordinator head coaching job at texas out of the deal so yep. there's that which uh we'll get to
2: but uh, let's take yeah, a phone thought... call on this uh up on that uh okay. ohio state clemson game let's talk to rocky uh sports guy, sports man
0: uh respectfully
1: i would like to ask how is trevor lawrence still the number one quarterback in the draft when he plays average against comparable talent such as lsu and a- Ohio State, and if Urban Meyer gets the Jags job, would he draft Fields over Trevor Lawrence?
0: No.
2: No one is drafting Fields over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Tools-wise, Fields isn't on the level of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has every physical trait you want. Did he play a great game against Ohio State? No. Uh, Was he great last year against LSU? No. He wasn't bad against LSU. LSU just had a better team than they did last year. Um... But yeah, I mean if you're judging him on those two games, the the mind you, the only two games he ever lost in his entire career at Clemson uh then yeah, he, he's he's got some some holes in his game, but I mean he played pretty well in that national championship win. That looked pretty good that day, didn't he?
1: Yeah, that's that's one of your classic uh overreaction things. Oh, well, you couldn't you couldn't win in the playoff. He must not be the number 1 overall pick. You know how many playoff games Andrew Luck won? Zero. Yeah. Uh, remember how many games Peyton Manning lost in his career
2: in college? Uh, plenty.
1: Yeah. So let's uh, let's pump the brakes on that. I think uh, you know. I know everybody likes to be in horse racing. We call it last race oriented, where you're looking at the last game and saying, "Oh, well, then uh, maybe he's not that good." Yeah, he's that good, and. If Urban Meyer winds up in Jacksonville, he'd be an idiot not to take him, and he will. I mean, there's there's no way they don't take the guy, and I, I think uh, you know, so much of it was, I mean, give Ohio State credit. I mean, they were a better football team that, that frankly, I think only playing six games, we hadn't seen their best yet. Well, we did, you know, and uh, that they were they were extremely impressive. Somebody says you not go you, but so does everyone else lose or. Would lose but they're there every year and these shorthorns are nowhere nobody cares about
2: yeah i'm not the short i'm not talking horns. about texas, texas i mean yeah who's better in the last 10 years texas or oklahoma if that's your goal cool but let's stop talking about oklahoma like they're a national title contender because they're not you can put up all the empty yeah. numbers and heisman trophies you want but that team's not winning anything and they're not even close when it comes to these playoff games i don't care about the sh- the shorthorns that's, that's- <laughs> That's that's grade school stuff. I don't care about that. I, like, I, I get okay. They're your favorite team. I I don't have a favorite team, so I don't care if Oklahoma wins or loses, or Texas wins or loses. I don't care. Uh, but Oklahoma, they've now got a reputation as a playoff joke.
1: And I don't need to see Oklahoma or Notre Dame in there ever again. And and next year, I mean, oh you know, OU's defense was better this year, and, and they take another step next year. Then we'll be talking about oh. Uh, this is a different OU team, and it won't be. Just like uh, it wasn't a different Notre Dame team. And again, I don't think it mattered who played Alabama. But you know, if that's if that's your goal, that's cool. You know, keep getting in there and, and getting crushed. But um, yeah, that has nothing to do with the Shorthorns. Right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, and then yeah, you mentioned the Aggie game. If you're Aggie fan, then. You know, you're probably like, oh, we should have been in there, but I I hate to break it to you. The same thing would have happened. Yeah. It it would have been the the exact same result as it would have been for anybody. Well, it would have been the Uh,
2: same result for the Shorthorns, to to be fair to Aggie fan. The Shorthorns wouldn't have held up against Alabama either.
1: Well, no, although they would have had a new coach by then. Yeah. (laughs) So, there you go. Um, and Robert asks, does the SEC still seem down after winning six games against a ranked team in the bowl? The the, the bowls, other than the playoffs...
2: They tell you very little.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think for A&M, that game meant a lot. We talked about motivation last week, and I wasn't sure which way it would go. But, I mean, do we really care about Kentucky? No. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's one of those things that people like to use bowl games for, you know, to measure a conference. And the reality is, you measure it by uh, how many guys go to the NFL, and the SEC will have the most guys in the NFL and the most high draft picks, as they always do. That has nothing to do with a Kentucky bowl game. And you know what? Uh, give Georgia some credit for coming back and beating Cincinnati. I had Cincinnati to cover; was very happy with that. But they probably should have lost that one, but they didn't. And you could tell they, you know, they they weren't as motivated, but they were still good enough to win the game. So uh and OU did what I thought they would do. They they smashed some ass. And does it matter though about where they would have been in the playoffs? And in defensive Oklahoma, I mean LSU pretty much housed everybody last year. Yeah. Just like Alabama's doing this year. So 713 780 ESPN is your number 713 780 three seven seven six which says Bama's gonna whitewash Ohio State. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. I wouldn't have it. I have have you seen the number? Uh
2: yeah, I saw it open at seven. I don't know what it's up to now.
1: Okay, yeah, because uh I I think I'd be all over Bama at that. Alright. We need to take a quick break.
2: Yeah, I gotta tell you guys about TGS insurance. Uh if you own your home, then you need to know about these guys because they could save you real money. They saved me over a thousand dollars a year. I'm not making that up. thousand dollars a year. Uh, I didn't even know. I didn't know what I was paying. And I, I'll be honest. I never really, I never really thought about it until I found out about TGS. And so what I did was I, I text them. The, I text the word money to 232323. It's very simple. Text the word money to 232323. If you live in this area, they already know what you could be paying for your homeowners insurance. They've shopped your house. And it's kind of creepy, but they've done it. So they, they'll they you, they'll ask for your address. You reply back. Boom. 15 seconds, you get a firm quote. Excellent coverage. And like I said, I saved over $1,000 a year. You're probably on some bundle package. You think, oh, I'm, I'm saving money. You're probably not. You need to check it out. So simple to try it. Text the word money to 232323 and check it out today with TGS insurance. They pay.
0: When I die, I put my money in a drink. When I die, I put my money in a grave. I really got to put a couple in a place. Really just left. ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fower and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back
1: on the Blitz. So we said keep sleeping on those Buckeyes. Uh, didn't we both say we bet on them last week? Yeah,
2: I was on. I was on. Uh, them. Little but I'll say this: they can't stop Alabama. They don't have bodies on the field to stop Alabama. It, will they score? Yes, they will score some points against Alabama. I believe that. But I, I think Alabama, I, I would set the over under on Alabama punts at two. And I'd probably lean the under. So, <laughs> um, if I saw two and a half, I'd be all over it.
1: Zach said Bama's defense is statistically similar to Clemson. Yeah, go look at Bama's defense over the last month. And, I mean, there's a Well, big with the difference.
2: exception of the Florida game.
1: Yeah. Well, in Florida, it was putting up points on everybody. Yeah. Uh,. Asked, do you think Herman got a fair shake at te- Texas? He was thirty-two and eighteen in four seasons, and his recruits are seniors next year.
2: Listen, from what, uh, here, here's what I heard, and I, I talked to a guy who's kind of in the know there, and he he told me that it was gonna like he told me this week it was gonna happen, and he told me that Sarkeesian was gonna be their guy, and then David Pollock tweets out like like I I had already tweeted out that it's you know welcome to Texas Steve Sarkeesian when he when they announced it Herman was fired and then. Pollock came out and was like, uh, I've heard Steve Sarkeesian turn the job down. And then I, I, yeah, I saw that. What I, the hell? I checked back with my guy and he was like, I don't know what he's talking about. He's like, I'm telling you now, Sarkeesian's a guy. It's happening. And then, of course, it did happen. Um, but he, that same source also told me that there were players recruiting against Tom Herman. Like, so when guys would come in for visits... The players would be like, "Hey man, I'm trying to help you out. You don't want to play for this guy." If that's happening, I don't care what your record is. You like you've got to get rid of that guy. Like if his own players are recruiting against him, you've lost it. And here's the thing about Tom Herman, he is not a likable guy. And nope. Charlie Charlie Strong was a very likable guy. His players loved him uh really the boosters loved them the problem was Charlie Strong just couldn't win at that level Tom Herman's had more on-field success I mean what's 4 and 0 in bowl games including the uh the, the the Sugar Bowl I mean they've 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 had some some improvements certainly over from when Charlie Strong was here but when you're an unlikable character your leash is even shorter and I think that really is what ended up biting him. Is like there was nobody willing to say, you know what? I I I think this is the right guy. I really like this guy. He's just he he's good for our program. Like no one's no one's saying that about him. He just seems like he comes across as a smug, shady dude. And I think at the end of the day, it was like his results weren't great. Were they decent? Yeah, they weren't good enough to save him. So I, I don't feel bad for him.
1: No, and, and it wasn't just the players from, you know, I, I, I don't know if your guys told you this too, but he lost the boosters. And at Texas, you can't do that. I mean, it's that simple. Um, you know, he uh, you can't piss people off like that. And then your own players turn against you. Like you said, it doesn't matter what your record is. Uh, you, you've you got to go. And yep. I, I don't know. It, it, somebody had tweeted at me, it's like, do you think, UH would take Herman back and get rid of Dana. And I'm like, not not a chance in hell. He burned a ton of bridges when he left. I mean, he checked out the entire last season he was here and made the boosters here angry. So there's, a, there's, a, there's no shot of that. And, and plus, I think they think Dana can get it done. But uh, what do you think of Sark? I mean, I, I don't know if he can win there, but, you know, the guy, uh, his issues weren't really on field when he was coaching.
2: Well, his results weren't fantastic on field uh, at Washington, but you could see like when he took over at Washington, things were pretty rough and he built it into something and then he yeah. bailed before it could really blossom into what it eventually became. Uh, but he got to USC and and it, you know, they, they were in a bad spot too. So he starts to build that thing up and before he can get anything really any any traction built, he, he gets fired because basically he's an alcoholic and he, he can't he, he let that overtake his life. Nick Saban brings him in as sort of a reclamation project. And, you know, he's working under Lane Kiffin, another reclamation project, which this is a theme that Nick Saban likes to bring in guys who are basically down on their luck and give them a second chance for whatever reason. I don't know if he gets an ego boost out of it or what, but that's why you're hearing talk about Bill O'Brien potentially being an OC at Alabama now that Sarkeesian's gone.
1: Or Adam Gase.
2: Or Adam Gase. Yeah, guys who need to repair their their reputations uh that that's what that's what he does but that's what he did with with Sarkeesian. and and the truth of it is the last couple years where where Sark's been running that offense like everyone talks last year about last year's LSU team and it was it's the greatest team that's ever played and statistically it it checks a lot of those boxes and it's hard to compare because it's not apples to apples to apples because it was a full season last year and it wasn't this year Alabama's offense is better than LSU's offense last year, which is crazy to think about. And it's even crazier when you think that Alabama lost one of the, if not their best wide receiver, he was their second best wide receiver early in the season to an injury. And they've still been the best offense really ever. So he's, he's got something figured out. Uh, You know, he's, he's, they're obviously going to put in heavy work to find a DC that fits there. They tried to get Will Muschamp to come back today, is what I was hearing, and and Will Muschamp probably realized it. Will Muschamp can still be a head coach somewhere. Like yeah. he's he's going to get a head, he won't get a, a a Florida level head coaching job, but he'll get a head coaching job somewhere. And, and so you don't really blame him for not wanting to be DC under a guy who was was just a, a coordinator, and you were a head coach. I, I get not wanting to do that, but they're going to find someone, they're, and they're going to spend money on a defensive coordinator. And lucky for Texas. They don't run out of money because I would have said, man, I, I can't imagine firing Herman because you, you're still paying off Charlie Strong and they just don't care. At some point there's like, if you hit the right button with them, they're okay. Let's just money whip this problem and they can do it over and over and over again. It's it's not an issue to them, um, which is remarkable because like, when I heard that Urban Meyer passed on the job, I said, listen, I could picture them opening up the purse strings for Urban Meyer But I can't picture them opening up the purse strings to fire Tom Herman to get somebody who might be good. And they decided at the end of the day, well, yeah, we can. That's what we're going to do. Well, there's
1: a lot of good defensive-minded guys that just got fired. So if it's not Will Muschamp, they're going to get a good D.C. There's a bunch of guys out there. And, you know, they pay a lot for their assistance. So there are some guys who want to get right back into coaching. So I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. If they get somebody good, and, and I, I do think Muschamp can get another job, I just don't think it's going to be. I don't think He's getting another SEC job, uh, but I, I do think that uh, you know he, he is a good enough coach to where he could he could win at some place like South Florida or someplace like yeah. that. And the other the other interesting thing is is what do you think happens with Herman?
2: I don't know. I don't know where he goes from here. I'm guessing he takes a job at a a group of five school, um, or, you know, he he gets a job at a, a lower level power five. Like, I, I I but I don't I don't know where he's a good fit right now. And the, the, I think the kind of the cat's out of the bag that he's not an easy guy to work with. Uh, his players don't they they don't totally have his back. That's that's a bad reputation to pull.
1: Yeah, and you know, la- was it last year? The okay, cool, hook em text, and stuff like that. Uh, that that's a lot of stuff to add up, and you know, it's it's hard to entrust your program to a guy. Uh, somebody was joking, who would you rather have, O'Brien or Herman? Eh, 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 I'm okay with neither. Yeah, uh, I don't accept the uh, options. But uh,
2: I mean, there's some pl- like I could see m- maybe Syracuse, may- maybe a place like that is, is a fit. Um, you know, maybe a, you know, but I I think it's more likely he ends up at a, a a UConn or a a UMass or a a UTEP, uh, one of these places or or a Bowling Green, uh, knowing that he's got some, some roots up there in Ohio. Uh, maybe that's a, a good spot for him, uh, or, or at Akron. So I, I, my guess is that's the kind of job that he's going to end up with.
1: Yeah. And he might do well at a place like that. It's We've talked about it before. You have a ton of, of advantages at Texas, but it's not an easy place to win. No. Nope. And, you know, there's there's a lot of people that you have to keep happy there. And, you know, I, I think it, it takes the right fit. Maybe Sark's it, maybe he's not. But uh, they definitely needed to make some kind of change. All right. We are going to take a very quick break. We come back. I've got a gym of the day for you that hopefully you will enjoy. And a lot more to get to. It is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And 925.
0: I'll make you go realistic. Your social is my business and I will leave a witness. This this is the blitz the blitz on ESPN. SPS ESPN. 975. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
1: And we are back on The Blitz. And uh, before we get to the gym of the day, I was listening to that commercial about the 30 for 30. And I, I don't know that I really want to hear anything more about 2020 and all the... Stuff that went wrong, but I, I did make one exception this weekend. I watched that Netflix special, and I didn't want to. The wife put it on. I'm like, I have no interest in looking back on 2020. It was hilarious. Uh, it had Samuel L. Jackson playing a reporter, and even he's at the beginning like, "Why? Why are we doing this?" And uh, it was actually hilarious. So if if
2: what's it if called? One of those
1: people who uh, it, it's called 2020, blowing it up or something like that. I got. I'll find the name for it here in a minute but uh it's actually hilarious so if, if it's one of those things you're thinking ah, i'm not gonna watch this because i don't really want to look back on 2020 anymore um but uh it, it was it was worth it was worth the watch it's not real long and they just death to 2020 that's what it's called. okay so uh it, it's you'll get a good laugh out of it so there's that all right, uh, let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day.
2: The Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gem of the Day. All right, we've all
1: gotten drunk and done things that we probably wish we hadn't. And I think almost everybody Plenty. listening has had that moment where you're like, ah, I probably shouldn't have done that. I don't think any of us have ever done this. We never got so drunk that we legally changed our name to Celine Dion uh, and be a man. Uh, Well, a a guy named Thomas Dodd,
2: a guy formerly named Thomas Dodd,
1: formerly Thomas Dodd was uh, a big Celine fan. He was boozing it up and watching a, a TV concert on Christmas Eve because he loves her. And he spent much of the pandemic watching concerts while at home. And he was uh, so uh, drunk that he plunked down 89 pounds and officially took her name via an online application. says, I honestly, hand on heart, don't remember doing it. I remember watching the concert and getting rather tipsy.
2: Like, did they send him an ID aware. or what?
1: Well, yes, I wasn't aware I had it done until I found that envelope in my post, he explained. Initially, I had to sit down, as I couldn't believe it, so then I checked my bank, which confirmed it all. Uh, but he signed it straight away, so he's now Celine Dion. So, PSA, let's, uh, thanks, Patrick, Let's speak for yourself, Fred, I did that last Thursday. Uh, so, what are you now, Bears Patrick? <laughs> Just, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he uh, got drunk and changed his name. So that's your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day.
2: The gem of the day. It's the gem of the day. The Panarch Jeweler gem of the day.
1: Hey, I have a, a giveaway we need to do. All right. How about it? 555, caller 5. Don't miss your chance to experience the most competitive and high-profile off-road motorcycle racing championship in the world, Monster Energy AMA Supercross. Three rounds of intense competition coming to NRG Stadium, january 16th 19th and 23rd uh you'll win a family four pack of fan fest and ga tickets to see the action live on tuesday january 19th visit supercrosslive.com for more information and uh i said caller five at 555 so uh good luck yeah I, i used to love that stuff growing up i went to supercross every year i used to race dirt bikes and uh you know i i uh kind of wish one of these years i'll get back it's uh, i just remember leaving with a headache every time because so loud you know, you're yeah and you're inside and it's like Ur. but uh anyway yeah so uh that was pretty good i didn't i still haven't watched wonder woman yet i haven't i haven't heard good things about that so uh i'm not going to be in any rush but didn't i haven't watched a whole bunch of stuff lately because there was so much sports over the weekend and it was uh, saturday friday was all day horse racing and
2: it, football. It's, it's kind of odd that like now that you have the rona you're watching less tv
1: well there's so much sports <laughs> like i mean we had all the college football we had the uh, in nfl yesterday that was all day uh, i've been watching the the world hockey uh which you know that was all day on uh, saturday too and yeah so i didn't really yeah, you know, even though I've been on lockdown, I haven't really been watching anything. So um you know. I mean I've watched a few things but nothing nothing worth speaking of. But that 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 was the one thing that stood out was that uh uh that death of twenty twenty. And especially it, it had a bunch of really good people in it. Samuel L. Jackson, uh Hugh Grant plays like this weird uh historian guy. Uh they, yeah, that's that's it. Haven't haven't really gotten into anything, but not really anything new right now. And no. I still got a bunch of stuff on my list. I just haven't haven't gotten to it mainly because I just haven't wanted to do invest the time. So, but hey, you know that's uh
2: that's it, Rona life.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been doing. Yeah, you know, I I kind of took off this weekend and didn't do anything except watch sports and gamble. And you know I'll. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm. I mean, I've still got, like I said, a couple more rounds of the hockey. They're in the semifinals tonight, and then we'll be in the. You know, we got the championship game coming up. We got uh, NFL. Watch the little Rockets, even without uh, uh Even without your boy James Harden, they got. They looked pretty good the other night. So.
2: I've watched uh, so little NBA. It's not even funny.
1: Yeah, yeah I've I've watched. Oh, uh, St. Patrick mentioned Cobra Kai. I did watch that. Because that was pretty quick to get through. I don't
2: care about Cobra Kai. I haven't watched any of it because, th- and this is an unpopular opinion, the Karate Kid isn't that good of a movie. I didn't like it very much. I don't like the sequels very much. I don't. I don't see the appeal of Karate Kid to the point where I'm going to watch like a spinoff series of it. I, I just don't care about Karate
1: Kid. I, I don't think you would like it. it. It does have some, you know, good '80s period stuff to it. Uh, I thought. I thought this season was actually pretty fun. I thought the first two were just so much teen angst; it was annoying as hell. And you know, every basically every every I don't I don't need to relive teen angst because I had teenagers recently. So, uh, but it it's one of those that's so bad it's enjoyable. And I, I did think this last season was the best one, which doesn't mean it was great, but it, it was a pretty quick watch because they're only like thirty minutes and there's only like eight of them, so you blast right through them, but uh, uh, yeah, I did watch that, and I, I, but for everybody to say, like, oh, it's so awesome, no, it's not really awesome, it's just, it's okay, so, uh, but I don't think it's something you'd be into, Aaron might like it, uh, Aaron likes Teen Angst, That's
2: I love true. it, your yeah. music is, you like music, you like Teen Angst music,
1: Yeah, that's all I've
2: listened to. I mean, well, that's not all you listen to, but you and Simple Jack, that's like kind of you guys, uh, that's that's you guys' thing. Please don't ever do that again. Uh, (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: Uh, uh, I I would say Cobra Kai is basically the TV version of Black Veil Brides. (laughs) So, I know Aaron will get that one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I will. I just, I haven't been, the only thing I've actually watched and caught up on was Letterkenny. But other than that, I haven't watched TV because not a lot has been coming out that I really cared about. I watch sports and I watch Sixty Days in the Prison Show. That's all I care about.
1: You have a fascination with prison shows. I do. It's
2: and, very very and interesting rape. to me. Very intriguing yeah. to me. Like the thought of like being undercover in in jail, uh, and and like kind of just taking in things, but also very terrifying. I've never been to jail for a long amount of time. Sixty days is a long time. So, I mean, it's one thing to go to jail for a few nights, like that that you can handle, but like going to jail for sixty days, that's hardcore. You got to like become part of the culture.
1: Yeah, I've you know i I've never had the fascination with jail stuff and prison rape that you have. I my mine's always mafia stuff, so.
2: Well, guess where that leads uh, you, Fred? Jail.
1: No, no. <laughs> have you ever seen how how the mafia guys get treated in jail? Didn't you watch Goodfellas? Yeah. They 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 bring in their own steak. They <laughs> uh they have their own little deal. You know, that's 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 my my version of prison. So,
2: well, unless someone offs you there from a rival uh mob.
1: No, no. I I, I I'd be on uh, the good one.
2: Oh, okay. Wow,
1: the one that's got I'd be protected. So, uh, St. Patrick said, "Ideas you for your next road show? AJ can broadcast at Gen Pop in Huntsville. We've always talked about doing a show from prison. Yeah, I think I think it'd be great. But
2: yeah, I, I'm I'm reading this stuff. Like, we got to get this audio during the break, maybe about Joe Judge uh, from jo- Joe Judge talking about Doug Peterson and the Eagles. I, I don't understand how you can be so mad at this team. Like you won six games. If you don't, if you don't win, if 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 you win, even seven games, eight games, this isn't a discussion. You'd be in the playoffs. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs, Joe Judge. And you know me. I, I told you at the beginning of the year of all these crappy NFC East teams. I said I think the Giants are the best one, but doesn't mean that they deserved a playoff spot. They they weren't good. So yeah,
1: stop stop whining.
2: It's a, it's a very very odd thing. Well, we won't be able to talk about it next because we're gonna have Eric on next. Uh, nice. on, sorry, Fred. We, Aaron and I have cold beer here to drink. Uh, but it, we'll drink it, and Eric will drink it. We'll tell you about it. But since you don't have taste or smell, you'll have to just imagine what it's like.
1: Uh, I have plenty of taste. Sorry, and you'll Fred. Laugh Fred at...
2: Sorry, Fred. You've got the Rona. I mean, it, uh, your doctor wouldn't want you piece? drinking beer on the rona.
1: Uh, guess what? I'm going to go grab on the break here. I'm going to go upstairs and get me a Love Street because I got some in there. You can oh, have Love
2: Street, but you can't have the new beer that we're going to be drinking.
1: Yeah, well, that sucks. But uh,
2: all, <laughs> it's all okay to be wasted on you since you don't have taste or smell.
1: I have. I I actually <laughs> smell better. I can smell better now than I ever have in my life. You know, I I've never been able to smell. I can smell things again. Okay, it's a positive.
2: All right. Yeah. That's, well, that's we'll we'll talk to I'm Eric going. from Carbach on the other side. Now I'm going to tell you about Carbach and and what they've got going on. You talk about a brewery that's got something for everybody. Like Fred said, he's going to get some Love Street right now. It's one of their most popular beers. That, along with Hoppadillo, an IPA that everybody seems to love. And Crawford Bach, which really has become sort of a year-round everyday drinker. Uh, But their newest addition, Ranch Water, which we tried on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, I took some some cans to my mom, uh, and she loves it. I, I mean, loves it. And it's going to be a great summertime beer. Beer. Not even a beer. It's a it's a ranch water is what it is. Um, but it's it's delicious. It mixes well with things like tequila if you're into that. Or it's great by itself. Uh, but there's something for everybody at carbach Great menu at the restaurant. They're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Go check them out there and try some of the fantastic beers that they've got only available at carbach as well as their year-round offerings and, and some seasonals some barrel-aged stuff. Just a great place to check out. Uh, Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And when you're out and about, grab yourself some Carbox.
0: To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net.